It's time for High Plains Public Radio's weekly program, Growing on the High Plains. Here's Skip. Well, I've planted flag and reclaimed my kitchen at long last. For the past two months, I've been in a fruitful frenzy as I created jar upon jar of good things to eat in preparation for an annual fundraising event. On a Saturday in October, a group of animal lovers come together to raise money for our local Humane Society and the City Animal Shelter. Three years ago, I brought along some homemade jam and apple butter to put on the sale table, and lo and behold, a tradition was born. The preparation and sale of garden goodies has become a major production for me and several of my good-hearted friends. Though it culminates in autumn, the work actually begins in early summer with strawberries. These most welcome first fruits play starring roles in shortcakes and cereal toppers, but a portion of them are parceled out to the jam pot and wind up in little half-pint jars that spend the rest of the summer on basement shelves waiting to welcome a host of other canned goods slated for the big event. July is relatively fruit-free and gives the time to gather rings and lids and to accept jars returned by repeat customers who recycle last year's containers and submit orders for this year's refills. August at my place is usually apricot deficient because of the precariousness of late freeze dates, but an onslaught of peaches and nectarines from our four trees turns the kitchen into a fruit factory. Peaches are eaten fresh, made into pies, sliced and frozen, or turned into daily ice cream treats for the home front, while a great majority of them are earmarked for the fundraiser. The fruits march in rows along my counters and are sorted into ripeness squadrons. During my daily harvest forays, I begin to scout out the pear tree and the myriad of apples that are soon going to be competing for my attention. The kitchen becomes a central bivouac area in this battle to preserve the goodness of summer, with big cast iron pots, a stack of colanders and harvest baskets, and a box containing canning supplies staking claim to the stove and much of the floor space. By late August, what floor is left has declared an intimate relationship with the soles of my shoes, as I hear sticky, smoochy sounds when I move from sink to stove the result of drips and drabs of sweet pulp that missed the mark during jamming processes. Efforts to mop up the mess have long gone from thorough cleaning to quick swipes with a wet paper towel. September brings an end to the nectarines and most of the peaches, but wait, that old heritage tree with what my grandmother called Indian peaches is just getting ripe and ready. A late bloomer and producer, it competes with the apples and pears for my attention. I'm running out of jars, lids, and energy, so I haul the dehydrator up from the basement and begin drying fruit slices, hoping that this will take up the excess bounty. My true friends still answer the phone. They come to help, bringing fresh canning supplies and leaving with arms loaded down with fresh fruit. October ushers in a cool spell. And with the weather change, the orchard seems to change directions. The harvest slows, then dwindles to a single basket of bounty. Any fruit left on the trees is pronounced the property of the birds. Jars of jams and jellies, plus pickles and relishes, are boxed and taken to the sale, where the flavorful troops once more line up for inspection. 
They're quickly drafted into service by friends and strangers who, like us, provide support for countless animals who often need a little taste of kindness. Growing on the High Plains is a production of High Plains Public Radio. It's written and narrated by Skip Mancini and produced by the staff at HPPR. To listen to other Growing on the High Plains episodes, visit hppr.org.